right. Well, the Blue Jays lineup is out. Breaking news. Nah, just kidding. Just wanted to see if you're paying attention. It's Blair and Barker for Wednesday. What were you going to say, Jeff? I was going to try to play along and make people think that Vladdy'd been benched. Oh, the organization. Because you know me. Yeah. Because you know me. You know I like to I like to screw around. Well, there's only been one person saying that, so. Um, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, Jays lineup is out and, and, uh, can I ask you a question? No. Uh, let me just read, let me read the Jays lineup to, for, for folks. Your folks want to hear sure the lineup. You have to read it. Yeah. Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Schneider, Merrifield, Espinal, Kirk, Clement, Far- Varsho, and Kikuchi. Like what? Uh, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> smells like a winner to me. Oh yeah, it does. They're going to battle. The Jays have lost the first two games of this uh, most important series of the year to the Texas Rangers. Uh, 6-3 was the final score last night. A, much of the conversation around the team uh, last night and today, uh, obviously focusing on on Vladdy Jr., who is, um, well, I mean, the series has basically been what we've seen all year from him. And Kevin and I are trying to, Kevin and I are. Jeez. Well, it oh has. gosh. It has. Okay, okay. It has. Okay, okay I'm going to throw some. Okay, yeah, I, 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 let me just Don't say, forget, Boba Shed's two for his last 16. Varsha's two for his last 13. Eight for his last 42. Yeah. Alejandro Kirk's got one RBI in his last seven games. Whit Merrifield's two for his last yeah. 25. I, I don't want to, you know, sugarcoat what Vladdy's going through because we all see that. But everybody got their little hand mm. in what's going on here. Bo I mean, is, let's not lie Bo, about it. But no. Bo's, two for his Bo's, last 16. Bo's coming off the I.L. Bo's coming off the well, I mean, if you you're going to you're going to point some fingers, yeah, you, go, no, you, were you the can one point that, the fingers at everybody no, in the can. lineup. You, almost. you cannot point the fingers at Bo Bichette, nor can you point it at George Springer. You just can't. Um, you know, there's okay, plenty, you can, plenty you of you finger can check pointing. Mark going. Springer off. You can check Mark Babe off. Who else? I think you can check Mark Bo. Again, he's coming back. He's he's. I'm he's with hurt. you. I, I'm with you, but anyhow, like the. Uh, <sighs> We're trying to figure out a way, folks. We are trying to figure out a way hmm. to... It's not that I feel the need to be optimistic, because you know me. Um, we're, hmm. we're, we're, we're trying to figure out a way to not spend a whole hour talking about Vlad scuffling. That's easy. But it's like everything else doesn't matter. You say Kikuchi's having a great... doesn't matter. Sure it does. How? I, I just told you, it's not just Vladdy. Like, there ain't a ton of people in that lineup he doing will bear, a ton if, of things if, if they miss, other than the lead. I'm telling you right here. now. I'm telling you right now. Hey, first of all, you're starting to hear booze at the ballpark uh, with Vladdy. Well, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. You're starting to hear booze. <laughs> um, and you think he cares? Secondly, <laughs> if this team doesn't make the playoffs, he's airplane. If this team doesn't uh, doesn't uh, make the playoffs, he's going to bear the brunt of the of the fans' discontent. I use earplugs in winter ball. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's using earplugs when they're talking, hitting to him. I don't know. Uh, that's what it is. I, I thought you were going to be so. nice. I'm trying. I'm trying. Game three of the four game series goes tonight. That's good news against the uh, Texas Rangers. Bad news for baseball. 
uh, Max Scherzer, it has just been announced, uh, will is done for the rest of the, well, he's done. He's done for uh, the rest of the regular season. He's, he's done for the rest of the year with a scapula injury. Of course, lot during last night's game uh, was obvious that he'd injured himself and, and, the Rangers are already without, um, I mean, they're without a lot of guys, but they're already without Jacob deGrom. Got that lineup, though. Uh, they do have that lineup. Uh, so the, according to Rangers general manager Chris Young, uh, he's being shut down for the rest of the regular season. Okay, it's a low-grade strain of his terrace major muscle, which I guess is worse than your terrace minor muscle or your terrace in-between muscle. But anyhow, um, he is... Chris Young said it's unlikely he'll be able to pitch in the postseason either. So there you go. Mm. Uh, eight starts for Texas since coming over from the Mets at the trade deadline. Scherzer was four and two with a 320 ERA, 53 strikeouts in 45 innings. Uh, the Rangers, of course, with last night's win, uh, are sitting a half game up in the second AL wild card. They're a game behind Houston in the AL West race, and we must well take mm. a look at the standings right now while we're we're talking about that just to uh, just to get people caught up. The uh, Angels, by the way, are leading Seattle two one in the top of the fourth inning right now. It's almost like nobody wants the damn thing. There's there's a lot of teams in the American League that are fighting for that that are flawed. There are there. That's a that's, very good. Point. That's that, what it is. That is that is what it is. Yeah. The wild card standings: Tampa Bay ninety fifty seven. They're home. They're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Texas eighty and sixty four. Seattle eighty and sixty five. Toronto eighty and sixty five. Boston. They're in town next, seventy three and seventy two. I mean, they're, uh, yeah, they're seven. They're seven out. Um, but uh, the Jays, as of right now, tied with the Seattle Mariners, and the Mariners, as we said, are currently losing to the LA Angels. So, I mean, this is the thing about about the wild card. Now, it was interesting hearing John Schneider talk about this this last night, and I know a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff managers say sometimes is is just eyewash and, and it just kind of, uh, it's you know it's almost it's almost performative, but I really do think that if you're John Schneider and the Jays coaching staff, you almost want your guys scoreboard watching right now because. There's not a lot that would give you confidence if you were a member of the Blue Jays other than the fact that a bunch of teams that you're chasing, as my friend Mr. Barker says, they also have flaws. And some of them have fewer flaws than others. You know, like we, we talk about Houston as having flaws. Houston, you probably figure that out. Mm-hmm. But Texas and Seattle are certainly severely flawed. And Seattle just – Seattle – Seattle's puzzling because I don't think Seattle's as flawed as the other teams are. But for some reason, you almost get the sense, I, I almost get the sense they're a little undercooked. And I, I, I you know, they're three and seven right now. And it's, you almost get the impression that they're having a difficult time getting out of their own way. Yeah. You know? Sort of like the Blue Jays sometimes, right? They, they run it's, themselves out of Yeah, innings, exactly. They, they do things like Santiago Espinal trying to go to second. Like, that's little things like that, right? Yeah. I mean, it worked out last night for the, for the but Jays, but no, there's a lot of those kind of things. I mean, what, what, would, yeah. what would scare me, I guess, is, you know, the Texas the Texas's lineup has looked really good through two games of this series. Uh, but again, you know, the Texas bullpen is, I mean, the numbers don't lie with Texas's bullpen. It's a, it's a, a, a gaping, 
gaping Achilles heel. So if you're John Schneider, the idea is just, I think you just, you tell your guys to look at the standings. The horrible game last night. Hey, we're tied for a playoff spot. We've lost the first two games to Texas. Hey, we're, we're still in the picture. I think that's a lot going on. I, I, I think when you talk to your lineup sometimes, at least when I talk to some of the guys that are in the lineup, they do a lot of thinking as it is. I mean, it's, it's to the point where you're trying to simplify this stuff as much as possible. If scoreboard watching adds to the mix, uh, probably don't want to tell them to do some more. Do less, right? It's, you know, you want your best swing in the biggest part of the game, which is sort of what you didn't see last night, right? I mean, I Biggio had a chance. Kiermaier had a chance early. You get a hit in those two spots instead of rolling over and being late on the fastball. You get a hit in those two spots. Maybe it changes the way a pitcher on the mound does things. Maybe it changes who John goes to. I don't know. But it's just, you know, you can tell some of the guys in the pen hanging them breaking balls. This time of the year when you've been throwing some Mm -hmm. good ones and they've been mattering the way they've been mattering, and now physically and mechanically you're just not getting it out front and snapping that thing off like you used to. Good hitters, they don't miss them. Uh Dan Shulman will join us in a few minutes from the ballpark. He is, of course, uh, the Blue Jays' play-by-play voice on Sportsnet. Tim Kirkchen of ESPN <laughs> at 6 o'clock. Yeah. And at 6.30, Bill Ripken good show. will be along. Yeah, it is a good show. I just laugh because I, whenever you said Dan Shulman, I thought of Buck Martinez for some reason. And Buck's been a little, you know, he's been a little fired up well, Buck's, the last week. Buck's, uh, he's been Buck's, a an honest, up. Buck's an honest dude. You know, Buck is, you know, let's face it, it's a tough, it's a tough watch right now. And, you know, Buck, Buck's only saying what a lot of folks are thinking. And, yeah, Bench and Vladdy, I'm not sure I'm on that camp. Like, I, well, I've talked about this. It's not going to. I've stunk before. I've been benched. I hate to break it to people. That don't work. Because I, when, I, when I come back two days later, I still don't like the breaking ball and I yeah. Don't like the elevated fastball, or in Vladdy's case, he's in between. He gets out his first at bat, and it sort of ruins his entire day. I mean, he's human being. That's sort of what happens, right? When you're a human, and you think you should be helping your team a little bit more, you know, it's like that snowball, right? You start at the top of the mountain. By the time it's at the bottom, it's really big. That's sort of where that whole thing with Vladdy is right now, and I don't think he just knows how to stop it. It's, you know, it's. I've said this, and I'll continue to say it, and this is why I said it in spring training. When they don't have a cleanup hitter, Vladdy, for me, I think if you want to shine the spotlight at one thing, needs protection. He needs to sort of not have to think his way through at bats. I think that, for me, is where he shows his immaturity when it just comes to the mental side of baseball. Sometimes you just want to walk up and let talent take over and not have to always think your way through it. And it's helped out a little bit when you got a dude standing behind you that can change the game a lot of the times. Whit Merrifield had ooze and fear. Mm. Whoever else they've been putting in the clean. Is that ooze and fear? That's the point, right? And Shai, Shai Davidi had, had, had some numbers uh, in his article today. This is going into to last night's game. Uh, the Jays had used 10 different cleanup hitters, include Spencer Horowitz last night. Uh, the combined slash line was 249, 385, 424. Uh, 15th in the majors with a 759 OPS. 20th in home runs with 19. And this is a stat that really stood out to me, even though 
you know how I feel about RBIs. Because you never tried to get one. Because I never tried to get one. They're lost in the majors. They had 66 Mm. RBIs out of the cleanup spot. Now, and, and let's remember, this is a team that's been really healthy. You know, Bo's missed. Bo's had a couple of stints. Yeah. But Vladdy's played every day. Springer's played every day. Chapman's been hurt, but I mean, Matt Chapman for the last month was uh, not real good. It was not real good, anyhow. No. And wouldn't be in the cleanup spot. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, it keeps getting back. This, this, this team is kind of, this is, this is sort of the way the lineup, this is the way the lineup is kind of, most of the year it's looked the way it's supposed to look or the way, um, this organization wants it to look. The various people involved in, in making the decisions and, and what goes into the lineup, and I mean that can't that can't be that can't be stated enough. This team's had really good health. I it, I guarantee you, very few of you, if you're honest, thought you'd see this many games out of Springer and Kiermaier combined this year. I know I sure as hell did. Good point. I didn't. Even him moving to right, I, I'm with you. Yeah, Kiermaier, I, I, you had I, no, I, I had no I idea what you were going to get. No. So that just kind of reinforces, I think, where things are uh, with the Blue Jays. Mm. And, and again, we we keep talking about it, but th- this is there's 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 three weeks left in the season, right? Seventeen three, games. There's three weeks left. Seventeen games left in the season. They're still in the playoff race. Like we can't we can't have a discussion about whether Vladdy for the next seventeen for the next 17 games. You know, people are going to try. Well, people are going to try. Mm-hmm. I, I, if they lose today, I guarantee you what the first, or tonight, I guarantee you what the first call will be in Blue Jays talk. It'll be about Vladdy. Mm-hmm. Vladdy has another rofer. Buck was right. Bench him. Bench him. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyhow, it is Yusei Kikuchi against Jordan Montgomery. Yusei Kikuchi, 9-5 and five with a 357 ERA. Jordan Montgomery, one of the... Uh, one of the Rangers pickups in season. Yeah, really like Jordan. Yeah, I yeah. like Jordan Montgomery, man. I, man, I think the you know the Yankees. Look, I understand why they made the deal. They got Harrison Bader. They need to improve their defense. But man, I'm, I'm sure they'd like to have a do over. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, I know. I know, I know he's throwing more sinkers than he is four seamers, which is a big deal. Uh, what do you think explains that? I mean, we haven't I, I, talked well, to him. I'm I, just wondering what do you, what what do you think would explain that? I would say it's either not working mechanically, he can't locate it the way he wants to, or it's getting hit around it, and he's trying to you know take the sting out of the bat instead of miss bats. That's a big difference, right? And whenever you're trying to, again, this gets back to you may you have to make sometimes in season adjustments you don't really want to make because I think his four seamer is one of his better pitches. Yeah, he's a taller guy. That tunneling is very hard to tell the difference, you know, north and south when it comes to a hitter trying to lay off those things. You'd rather have that. And when you don't have that and you can't make it competitive a lot of the times, then you have to start making some adjustments. And, you know, you, you, the righties are going to see the sinker and the changeup and and the curveball, which is, you know, those are three solid pitches. And, again, I say this, this time of the year, you're going to have one good swing. It's like I think that at bat, I don't remember the at bat last night that Vladdy had, but he was fouling off a bunch of pitches, and even Buck was saying, man, he's getting a ton of good pitches yeah. to hear. It's not what he's swinging at or not what he's getting. He's getting them. He's just in between, right? He's out in front of the breaking ball. He's late on the fastball. 
it's that's what happens when you're just not in it. Like yeah. you just see it's one of those classic that battling at bats that you really don't like to see because basically it just it it reveals how far behind you are. Yeah, you got one good swing. This is this is what I said, right? I think it's the second inning. It was Kiermaier. Fourth inning, it was Kevin, right? Uh, yeah. It's those one swings, like three one, a three two count. You get a fastball. You're one of those guys, you know, a role player. You're supposed to be always ready for the fastball. You put your best swing on it. You drive that thing to right center field. You got to run there. That's Those are the swings. It's not so much the at-bats anymore. It's not passing the baton. I, that, it's not that anymore. It's that one good swing where everything's in line. When you get it, you hit it where it's supposed to go. Because you had a really good pass. You stayed through it. Your eyes were on the baseball. You got to the big finish above your head. All those things that really good hitters at the big league level are supposed to be able to do. You can do that this time of the year. And for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to do that. So I think that for me is why it's a tough watch. You know, I still like having the at-bat on the on-deck circle. I think that's cool. Like I watch certain good hitters and it's like Seager. He's so aggressive. Why are you so aggressive? Like, he'll swing at it no matter where it's at. I wanna, Why? How are you hitting what you're hitting doing that? That intrigues me. Like, I want to know why. That's why I'm, I'm very intrigued every time he walks to the plate. Right, right, he'll swing at a breaking ball that's three. He misses by three feet. Yeah. And then he hits a double. <laughs> it gets crazy. I wanted to ask you about Corey Seager. Awesome. Uh, because I wanted to talk about uh, mm. I wanted to talk about that a little bit yesterday. We, we didn't get around to it. But. You know, you look at the games he's missed. You look at the the numbers he's put up. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about MVP. I mean, Marcus Simeon seems to be the dude who drives the bus in that team. But well, it's know. almost like we don't. It's not win a biting top. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like you. Uh, it's not that we forget how good Corey Seager was because I think that's we remember right. Corey Seager. But you never get. You know, he's people don't. He's never listed with the Freemans or the, you know, or the guys like that as far as being an elite player is. And he is. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, what stands out is he has the same swing on every quadrant. It looks identical. I've said this to you a bazillion times about Vladdy, right? His swing on every different quadrant looks just the opposite of the swing that he took before when it should never look that way, right? Everything that Corey Seager d- does is in a phone booth. That head almost never moves. There's a reason why he's hitting over 330. Mm-hmm. When your head doesn't move, your eyes doesn't move. You know when your eyes doesn't move, Jeff? The baseball doesn't move. Now, all of a sudden, I can let it travel just a little bit longer. I can hit it where it's pitched. I can get barrel to ball. I can use the entire field. I'm balanced from the ground up. Like, it just looks identical. You could lay every single one of his swings on top of each other, no matter where the pitch is at, and it always looks the same. If you can name a elite hitter, they all do the exact same thing. Their swing always looks the same. This is what I said to you about Vladdy. Until Vladdy buys into how do I simplify all those things and have my swing almost like when I walk up there, it's just going to, you're just going to be able to put that in a movie screen and roll it and it's going to look the same over and over and over and over because that's what the great ones do. They're, they're most of the time, if not all the time, balanced. They're staying behind the baseball, which is a big deal, which allows them to cover 
quadrants, which good hitters have to do that. Like they're not always going to get it down the middle. Occasionally, you're going to have to take a good pitch, let it travel, and backspin it the other way. Like that's how dudes hit 330 is they use the entire field. And I think that for me is what he did. I don't know why I haven't been paying more attention to him. I'm going to. That's that's elite stuff. I mean, it never changes. Like he he's got he's oozing confidence. Like he walks the play, he's got a plan. I'm aggressive. I'm gonna swing at a strike. Yeah. Uh it, it, we don't I don't care if it's a breaking ball, I don't care if it's a fastball, because I'm balanced. My swing always looks the same. It gives me a chance to stay inside the ball with a little short, compact swing, have a nice finish. And if it's a strike, I don't care if it's a breaking ball, a changeup, a fastball, I can hit velocity because I got bat speed, because I'm balanced, because my eyes are not moving. I can lay off to strike the ball when I have to after the first pitch. Kevin. I, that again, I just don't understand why he's so aggressive. Oh, oh. Yeah. But works he, for him. He's got 39 doubles, 30 home runs, 89 RBI in 101 games. It's crazy. 101 games. He's a 6.6 war player. That's why I said in 101 games. This is the very intriguing thing for me tonight. Everybody that knows is, how you say Kikuchi's been. If you're John Snyder and you're cruising along, you let him face Seager three times through the th- for the third time. That's the big thing here. Depending, it has to depending, depend on the score. Does it? Like, I, that's, I, like there's, there's going to be a lot of thought going to that. Like, I mean, obviously, if the Blue Jays are either getting the well, way he won't be in the game for getting blown out. But if they're winning big, obviously they will. But if it's close, yeah, it, it's that's a that's a. Do, do you think we know that John Schneider? We know that every manager is, is when it comes to the bullpen. There, there has to be a huge trust factor. At what point? And I think we'll ask John this later this week. At what point does, do you think, does the faith you have in your guys because they've done it for you all year, when does that give way to the reality of what we've seen from some of the guys recently, like Trevor Richards, three three walks? You know, at, at what point do you think, John Schneider, it goes from, this is my guy, he's done it all year, to at least this is my guy, but man, he's not been that good lately. Yeah, are, are we at that point right now, or do you yeah, think you, do you, you think John Schneider has to he has and, to stick with it? Because and piling on, you don't, both, you're not scoring any runs. So what do you do? Right? Yeah, well, yeah, you're trying to keep the other team from scoring to to at least allow your offense to to have a decent big inning and I, to give yourself a chance to win a game late. That's what this, it's about, right? You hang around long enough to hopefully somebody runs into one. This is just anecdotal, but has. Have the Jays, other than Eric Swanson yesterday, first time off the IL, mm-hmm. they've had a couple of games where almost every Jays reliever, almost every reliever that's come into the game has had a bit of a wobble. Yeah, I wonder, too, why Jordan Hicks hasn't pitched since the ninth. Well, that's a good question. It's now, weird, he, right? he was... Is he hurt? He was... I thought he was up in the bullpen two nights ago. He didn't pitch, though, did he? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, No. We'll ask... Um, Last Dan Shulman when he comes on. I just wonder. No, they, they, it's, they, it's a good point. They I seem real careful with him. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like when he pitches, it's eight pitches and they move on to somebody else. It's not like they give him a chance to run back out there again. Yeah. When's the last time you seen him throw 100? 
I, that's the thing too, right? I, it's the, for, for whatever reason, they're being real careful with him. I was thinking about that today when you're going through who might be pitching tonight, right? And, and who, who might, uh, who, if they third time through, cause that seems to be the a talking point, right? Is, will will you give you say Kikuchi the chance? I mean, he's been decent third time through. I mean, you don't, do, don't give up a bunch of who hits. Who do you go to tonight? That's a, that's a, I mean, I mean it depends, a lefty. depends on where you're at. Mason threw eight pitches last night. Yeah. Cabrera threw 27 pitches on Monday. Yeah. Hicks hasn't thrown since the ninth. Jordan Romano's had two days of rest. And you're like, not you got some him. dude. You got some dudes there. Chad Green hasn't been real good. Trevor Richards hasn't been real good. Eric Swanson's just coming off the IL. Jimmy Garcia. Yeah. Look, it is moonwalking. When he flips one in there and he just don't get away with misses for whatever reason, he throws really hard. And for whatever reason, hitters don't seem to care. So you got to be real careful with him. So you have very limited options. And Mesa for me looks like he just ain't catching it out front. I mean, he's up against, you've thrown as much as he has against the best hitters the other team has, as much as he has. See this sooner or later you just gonna spin it. It ain't gonna work. This is what makes this thing this thing so frustrating. Yeah, they ain't hitting. Yeah, yeah, because everything else should be lined up. They're getting lots of innings out of the starting pitchers. Uh, You know, the bullpen is not in terms of innings pitched in that is not horribly overworked. But man, it sure looks like they are. It sure looks like they're they're in fumes right now, and it's got to get back to. It's got to get back to just all that, you know, pitching with pitching down two nothing or four one or up three two. I, it's just it's got to cut up caught up to guys. I think it really does. Yeah, it's not. You know, a lot of the dudes that come out of the pen is more about stuff than it is location. And when you're playing as many close games, it's both now for right. You you got to make sure your miss with your secondary pitch is a miss to live to fight another pitch, that yeah. kind of thing. And when you add that to the mix where you're almost guiding that thing to make sure that you're missing with it, mechanically, sometimes that'll throw you all over the place. And then you start hanging things. It just gets back to what do you do for John? What do you do for Don Madding? What do you do for Pete Walker? All three of those dudes got their hand in this. It's just not John making these decisions on when you're taking guys out and what the lineup looks like. And all three of those guys got something to do with this. Like, what do you do? What do you do when Bo's two for 16, Vladdy's four for 26, Witt's two for 25, Kirk's got one RBI in the last seven games, Varsho look, look like me hitting. What do you do? Clement's playing. Espinal's playing. Davis Schneider up until a couple of months ago, months, months ago nobody's ever heard of. So there's... Boy, there is there is a lot happening there. If we're having tough time trying to figure it out, you can imagine what's going on behind closed doors. And you know, if this happens, what do we do then? Because you got to keep you got to keep them close, <laughs> which is not the easiest thing to do. It's not. It's really no. not. Uh, Dan Shulman is going to join us in a few minutes from the booth ahead of tonight's game. Seven oh seven first pitch. You say Kikuchi against Jordan Montgomery. Tomorrow's game also seven oh seven. Kevin Gossman against Nathan Uvalde. Uh And and uh, just a reminder that um, because of the uh, because of the Texas win last night, the Rangers have won the season series against the Blue Jays, which is important if there is a tie in the standings. So that means as of now, the Jays uh, have lost the season series to Texas. Mm-hmm. Boston's behind them. They've lost the season series to Boston. Um, they've got the season series against Houston. 
and they lose the season series to Seattle because even though they're tied, uh, even though they're tied, they uh, the Mariners have a better record in division. I know we're up against it real quick. Let me ask you a question. They got 17 games left. They go 10 and seven. Are they a playoff team? Yeah. The only thing that's going to save them is the West has to play each other. That's, like, that's no, the I, only thing. I, I, One absolutely. of them two teams is going to eliminate themselves. Absolutely. They, Ab- that's their absolutely. only saving grace here. Like, absolutely. I, can they go 10-7? and seven? Boy. You know, you better hope that the – you, you, you better hope that the Red Sox and Tampa aren't playing for anything. You better hope that Tampa yeah, – you, you better hope that Tampa's just kind of getting their ducks lined up know, for I, the postseason. And I don't know if – I don't think that that Tampa knows how to do that. Tampa only has one gear. Yeah. Here we are. I mean, they may not p- pitch Pete Fairbanks because he gets hurt a lot in the three games. But other than that, yeah. we're going to do it from different angles. and You're going to have to score runs off us because we're going to run our same lineup out there. Like, I don't think they know any different. Uh, we're going to hear from the manager in a few minutes, Dan Schulman as well. It is Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fans. Sportsnet 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joined in a few minutes by Dan Schulman, the TV voice of the Blue Jays, Tim Kirchin, and Bill Ripken along the 6 o'clock hour. That is a stacked. Oh, oh boy. That is good. a stacked lineup. It's good. No problem. No, there, no absence of cleanup hitters there, let me tell you. Wow. 7.07 first pitch, Jordan Montgomery against Yusei Kikuchi at the Rogers Center. The Jays 80 and 65, Texas 80 and 64. Yeah. Um, you know, I hated hitting clean up in the minor leagues. You know why? Why? Because. Wait, you hated I, hitting cleanup yeah, in the minor leagues? I did because I let Why? off. I let off a lot. It's very hard to because the the first three guys would get out. I'd be the leadoff hitter. I did not like that. Oh, I I'd see rather hit okay. third. I was wondering, fifth, yeah. sixth, other than fourth. I know you only probably do that one or two times, but it's not the easiest thing to do. And I didn't, you know. And then and then a lot of the times, your first at bat, you'd be coming up. With two outs and a runner on second, when you never faced, faced one of those guys in the minor leagues, I was trying to get to the big leagues and just timing that up, seeing the way it broke, broke how hard he was throwing it, it throw me off. And normally, my first at bat was my worst. I didn't like that, so I would always ask. The older I got, I would always say, "I don't want to hit the cleanup. Don't hit me there." Mm. I know, I know, I hit a bunch of homers and how drive often? in a bunch of runs. What would the manager say? <clears throat> I mean, more often than not. Uh, yeah, I've been around long enough to say, yeah. hey, you want the best of me? Don't hit me clean up. Where did you normally hit? <laughs> fifth. fifth. Fifth was a lot. Third. Third was right in there. Mm. That, that was when your better hitter was hitting third, not second, right? Yeah. John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, did his pregame availability today. He must be getting tired of answering the same questions it's over and over again. Him. I mean, I'm sure he practices. Yeah, you'd almost have to. Uh, he was asked about Yusei Kikuchi, who gets the start tonight uh, for the Blue Jays. If he's been a, 
Um, he's been a bit of a stopper for the Jays this year, and and uh, he's asked about Kikuchi and how he thinks he matches up against the Rangers lineup. Yeah, I mean, him and Chris, I feel like, have been. Uh, he's been low-key, really consistent all year, especially in the second half. Um, he's excited for this challenge, and, uh, you know, it's a tough lineup, but looking for him to just be, you know, consistent like he has been. What's he done to continue to run this Execution of his slider, really. I mean, the biggest thing with use is, you know, fastball command. I think when that's there, slider's, you know, usually in a good spot, and, and the curveball's been a, a huge pitch for him. So um, main two pitches, fastball and slider, when those are in the zone, um, usually his pitch count stays a little bit lower as well um, and allows him to get a little bit deeper into games. They've obviously got a ton of power in their lineup. How do you think he kind of matches up with Texas? I think he matches up well against anybody. I mean, I know Seager, low, you know, lefties, I think he matches up well against, um, you know, tricky parts at Marcus and Garver there, kind of top and middle. But um, he, anytime you got strikeout ability, I think it matches up well against power. So uh, if he's executing, you know, I, I think he's a good matchup for these guys tonight. Ooh. Yeah, it's interesting. Good the uh, the, uh, the home runs uh, for Yusei Kikuchi. He's got given up two home runs. Now he's given up two in his last three games. But before that, he went one, two, three, four, ten five, six, seven, eight starts without giving up a home run. Two, uh, two, two in his last ten starts. Yep. He's throwing his slider 72% of the time for a strike. He's throwing his curveball more. He's throwing his fastball harder. He's mechanically sound enough to repeat it. Mm-hmm. He's confident, which might be the most important word out of all that, right? And when you're confident, that's three-quarters of the battle is knowing you're good before you actually walk out there is a big deal. I do think the uptick in velocity is a big deal. I think him being able to throw a strike with a secondary is a big deal. I do think maybe the elevated fastball and strike one will be huge today. That elevated fastball to lefties with some hair on it, I think that for me is where he's got to go. Now, can he make that competitive? Sometimes when he tries to go up, he throws it right down the middle. You know, he's a stuff guy, not a location guy, right? So that's why it's important to get ahead, and then maybe he can expand on an elevated fastball. Uh, the manager was also ta- uh, asked about, guess what? What What would you think? the Kevin Barker. He was also asked about Kevin Barker. No, he wasn't asked about Kevin Barker. He was also asked about Davis. No, he wasn't asked about Davis Schneider. He was also asked about Kevin. No, he was asked about Vladdy Jr. Before this series, I thought his at-bats the last couple of weeks have been really good. And I think we're looking at two games against, um, you know, good pitching. And mm. I think him trying to maybe do a little bit too much. But oh. loved his work today, you know, kind of his dialogue with G that was going on. Um, you know, he's been work, he's been working his ass off the last couple days. And I think two games are easy to highlight, but, um, you know, Vladdy again, it's, it's, uh, one of the most talented hitters in the game. And I think if he goes to the plate with the right mindset, um, not chasing really results, you know, he can do things that a lot of people can't. So, um, love the work he did today. Until he consistently starts hitting fastballs. I'm just not sure how you take him serious. I mean, I can't say that any other way. I've walked by him on in the cage. He's soft tossing. Heck, I could hit a I could hit a dude soft tossing to me wherever I wanted wanted it to go. Crank that iron mic up. Start getting the foot down, hitting that thing. So that'd be the left handed part of that batting cage. You do that a hundred. 
and then go out there and see how it looks. That, for me, is when you start taking Vladdy real serious. But this gets back to that established hitting coach that can walk up to him and go, hey, you know, maybe you should adjust some things you're trying to do before you walk onto the field. But that's just me. What do I know? Dan Schulman is the TV voice of the Blue Jays. He joins us from the Rogers Center booth ahead of tonight's game. Mr. Schulman, thank you for uh, joining hey, the pair of us. The Hello. Of us, the two of us. The two of you. The two of us. Hmm. Two of us, indeed. You're inseparable. I've never seen one of you without the other. That is not true. <laughs> that is not. That is not true. Ke- Kevin and I had ice cream in Florida. We Jeff did. wasn't there. Well, Absolutely. yeah. I mean, if it's Florida, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. Can't wait to have you know ice cream again with you, Dan. I just can't wait. Well, why don't we let the kids have ice cream and you and I go for a beer? Oh boy, you're talking my game now. <laughs> I don't know. Ice- I, uh, I don't think you can find beer in Dunedin, can you? Oh, yes, you can. Oh, I it's know right you beside can. the ice cream place. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> Sounds like he's been there before. Oh, yeah, I know it is. I, the only question is the order. What do you do? Do you have the beer first or the that's ice cream? A good, that's a good poll question. That's a great That's a great call right there. Dan, what's wrong with Flatty? Oh, thanks. Well, we just, uh, we just thought we'd throw you a softball right out of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I've heard you, Kevin, and Joe Siddle, and Buck all say, and you just said it again, you know, he's just not getting to fastballs. And, and all you have to do is look at the numbers. I am no hitting mechanics guy and, and would never claim to know uh, one-tenth of one percent of what you know. I, I, I've wondered this year, you know, because the ball wasn't flying out of the ballpark uh, at an elite rate, if he maybe just started trying to hit home runs. And, and um, you know, do you start trying to cheat a bit? Do you start trying to pull a bit? Do you start trying to guess a bit? I don't know the answer to these questions, but um, and, and and I may be in the minority here, I and, and I know it's harder to hit the ball out to the opposite field than it is on the pull side. I get that. But, boy, when Vladdy is hitting the ball hard to right center field, it just seems everything is going well. And then the ball goes to the pull side, and he gets the ball in the air a little bit more. But um, I, don't, I don't know. It, you know, people talk about timing, and I heard you, Kevin, say get the foot down and the high yeah. velo machine and all that all that kind of stuff. It just amazes me we're still having this conversation 144, 145 games into the season for one of the most talented hitters in the sport. And, and um, I said to somebody today, I said, you know what, I, I feel a little bit sorry for him because, Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. You, you know, he's a, he's a big, gregarious kid. Like, we all know that. And I talked to him today. Mm-hmm. Ben Wagner was talking to him, and I, I kind of, you know, uh, just butted into the conversation and made it a three-way conversation in the, uh, in the clubhouse. And he was in great spirits, like legitimately in great spirits. He's, he's a big, happy, gregarious kid, right? A big – and – but I do feel sorry for him because he knows he's supposed to be the alpha dog on this team. He knows what people say about him and what's expected of him. And he knows how different things could look for this team if he was, you know, even halfway between what he's done this year and what he, what he did a couple of years ago. And, you know, a couple of years ago, in a, in a crazy way, might have been the worst thing that ever happened to him, right? Because it's like, it's like when a golfer goes out and shoots a 63 and then you say, well, why can't you do that again? Um, but... Um, I, I hope he figures it out. You know, we keep hearing. You never know. Today, could, you know, today could be the day, and all, and all that stuff. But they're they're running out of days right now. Uh, Dan, how do you think the the hitting coaches, the manager, the bench coach? Uh, you know, sometimes I think veteran team this time of the year shouldn't be trying so hard. That that for me, you know, what Dan? Whenever I tried hard, because I I was a trier. I had yep. to try. If I didn't try, I wasn't in the big leagues. I mean, it's that simple, right? I had to give it 190%. I was that, you know, running down as hard as I could run down the first baseline and, and 
You know, all those things that you, a little bit of eye wash, I had to do it. I was that yeah. guy. But it just looks to me like every single at-bat that matters, they're trying too hard. How yeah. do they, you think, get out of that? Uh, watch Davis Schneider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's had, you know, he hasn't had 30 plate appearances. He's had over 100 plate appearances now. And to me, he looks exactly the same on September the 13th as he looked on August the whatever when he when he came up. I mean, part of it is approach. And you know this, Kevin. Like, a guy's approach is kind of a guy's approach, right? And how many guys are fundamentally different hitters at 33 than they were at 23? You can, you can tweak and modify and uh, accentuate and things like that. But... Um, uh, I'm with you. It does feel like there's a collective. They know the expectations are high. I had a player say to me here, why is everybody so disappointed in, 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 in this team? Like, mm. is, it a, is it just because other sports teams in this country have, in this city, have broken their hearts and things like, you know, things like that? And they feel it. Like, they, yeah. they get that. Um, it's funny. Their record is virtually identical to what it was a year ago and the year before that. Virtually identical the same period of time, but the the feel around the team is just different. I think because the expectations were so high, and I've always felt that when you don't hit, like a team can do a lot of things wrong, but when you don't hit as much as you're supposed to, I think that gives fans the blahs like nothing else. Like, um, and and I think the I think the players feel. Um, you know how they are, how the the team is being perceived. But at the same time, it's all still right there in front of them. Yeah. And and to me, they are clearly the team that if they get in, they're not the ones you want to play. And you know, every team, every year, there's a team like that, and they could be that team because of the depth of their pitching staff. And they've got guys with a track record who could turn it on at any time. But I I, I think the trying too hard, Kevin. Probably mm-hmm. I think they all know in the room they probably should have a few more wins than they do. And they're making they're making things difficult on themselves yeah. right now. Dan, Kevin and I were talking about the bullpen and you know, the, the eye test. The it seems like, with the exception of Eric Swanson, who's coming off the IL, it, it seems that almost every reliever that has come out in the past couple of days has has had some sort of wobble. Now, you know, I'm looking at the Jays. They're fifth in baseball in innings pitched out of their starting pitchers. Um, they're 25th. In other words, they've got the 25th fewest innings out of their relievers. So there's, that means what? There's five teams, five teams below them in terms of relief innings pitched. That's supposed to be a recipe for success. Now, yes, they're not hitting. But are you concerned about what we're seeing from the relievers? Not collectively, I think on a couple of individual bases, like um, Jimmy Garcia and Trevor Richards have both had some wobbles. And, um, you know, Trevor Richards for the first four months of the season was um, uh, uh, unbelievable, like unbelievable, right? And and he doesn't look quite the same. The commander, the changeup doesn't look quite the same. He's walked some guys here and there. I, I'm, I'm not worried about Swanson or Hicks. Uh, I'm not worried about Mesa. I know what happened to Cabrera in the last game, but I'm not worried about him. And I know Romano has had a couple of high-pitch outings, but I think that happens with him every now and again, and I think he's fine. Um, It's interesting what you say about innings, and you're right. Um, They have not thrown as many relief innings as most other teams. A couple of things come to mind. Uh, Other teams, I think, probably have churned their bullpens more, like guys up and down and in and out. Mm -hmm. So they've, they yes, they've thrown more innings, but they probably spread them around amongst more guys. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, and people, you know, people on the team always 
tell me this kind of thing. Don't just look at the innings. It's how stressful are the innings? Yeah. How many how many pitches in the innings? And and here's a big one. How many times did we have to get you up in the bullpen before you came in? Right. And this, not to throw it back at the offense, but if the offense had done more this year, you'd have had more big leads and fewer times where Pete's on the phone, get this guy up just in case, get that guy up just in case. I think a lot of it has been not only the innings, but but also the stress of the innings and how many times they've had to get three, four, five guys up in the bullpen too. They also, and, and I'm sure other teams are like this, but this is the one we watch the most. They go through five guy, five relievers in a game. So, you know, they don't like bringing a guy out for a second inning very often, that sort of thing. And so sometimes they use five relievers when I'm sure to the three of us and some others it feels like, you know, couldn't you, it, it felt like maybe you could have done it with three relievers and, mm-hmm. and then two other guys didn't have to pitch that day. But it is such a big part of the game right now to optimize every single matchup, right? Every single spot. This is the guy we want in for this hitter. This is the guy we want in for that hitter. And I get that. I'm not disputing that at all. It does feel to me, though, like there's a price to be paid for that because then you get to three, four days later and two guys are down because they pitched three out of four days or something like that. So um, I I think it's a combination of a lot of factors. But, again, I I don't think we talked about this in 2021 because whenever they won, they won 13 to 2. You know, so it was it wasn't those aren't stressful innings for the bullpen. But, you know, you guys know as well as I do, every single game feels like it's going down to the last pitch. And that I think that takes a toll on the bullpen. Yeah. Danny, really good of you to do this today. Have a great call tonight. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. See you soon. See See you you later. It's Dan Shulman, TV voice of the Blue Jays. Again, 707 will be the first pitch on Sportsnet. You say Kikuchi against Jordan Montgomery. Speaking of that, it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Mark Boffo. What's up, Boffo? Oh, you know, a lot of eyes on the game tonight. Jays need to try to even this series up, and it starts tonight with the stopper. Oh. You say Kikuchi on the mound. You're a cheerleader? So today on huh. Bet Rivers, we're looking at over, under... 15 and a half outs recorded for Mr. Kikuchi. Will he go over or under that number? Can I go first? Well, why not? You've I, done I, work I, on it. So. I, no, not really. Oh. This is, I, I think the, I, I'm going to say he has to. That's, well. I, that's, I don't have a, I don't have any number here to back this up or, or I think this is just one of those nights where for whatever reason, Hicks is not pitching. Your bullpen hasn't looked real good. It'd be nice to hand the ball to one arm. That's the dude that throws the ninth. Yeah, I'm I'm with not gonna outthink it. I'm with Kevin in this. I think that he will be given every chance. Let's put it that way. He will be given every chance to exceed that. Boy, you'd hope so. I, I mean, the, you would hope so. I, you you put it properly. I mean, yeah, they, they have no choice. Um, I mean, they have a choice, but I'll just say it this way: up until this point, right now, with what you've seen out of the pen the last week and a half. He's not the best option. How about we just lean on that? Like, unless it's a blowout and he he just is non-competitive with a secondary pitch. I mean, unless it's just so obvious and you don't have a choice. Those last two outings, like, last two outings, Kansas City five innings at Colorado four and two thirds. That's at Colorado. Uh, gave up six runs. Two of them were earned. Um, strike one. Elevated fastball. He can do those two things. He's going to give them a real chance. Yeah. Because he I, throws hard. 
and he's left-handed. Yeah, and I'm just I'm looking at uh, see if there's any historical matchup here. Uh, Marcus Simeon, six for twenty-five, uh, lifetime against him with a home run. Um, that's kind of the one that stands. I'm gonna be out, honest so, yeah. with you. I don't want to see him throwing his glove in the dugout anymore. No, I, I think this is uh, John rather, Schneider. Rather if you're listening, th- this is the night to let him. This is the night to let him go. I don't think they don't want to. No, but this is this is the night to not second guess a decision to let him go. I'm taking. I think the over here. Is now remember, good John's bet. not the only one making these decisions. I, I, absolutely, I know, but uh, they need a win tonight. You and, and two other guys in that dugout are helping out. Yeah, but they so, need they, you. You got to win. You got to win. And this guy absolutely. is. If, if this guy gives you a better chance than anybody other than Romano, you go. You go with him. I think. And the way Mays is throwing right now with the secondary stuff, I, mean, I look. I'd rather throw you say yeah. out there. Uh, that was uh, between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. It's funny how every time somebody brings up Vladdy's name, they just they just run him for the hills. <laughs> it's like we got no idea. Uh, <laughs> We're doing a lot of praying, but we got no idea. That's like I just think sometimes you can overthink it. How about you, big fella, the next 17 games, see how many home runs you can hit off a fastball in batting practice and then try and see if that translates to the game. You can do that. Then you go in the offseason and you make the the adjustments you have to make. How about that? I am looking forward to the discussion between Kevin Barker and Bill Ripken in the next hour. I'm also looking forward to our discussion with Tim Kirkjian. Always a good discussion. It's Blair and Barker. Sportsnet 590, the fan of the Sportsnet radio network and Sportsnet.